Apple does this thing where they introduce something on stage and act like they invented it. There's this great new feature on the iPhone this year, wireless charging. All right. <laughs> you can take your phone, you can set it on a wireless charging mat mm -hmm. and it'll charge without actually having to physically plug it into something. Ooh. Pretty cool, right? right? Which for the record, I was excited about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> My phone before this one, which I bought four years ago, had wireless charging oh, in it. Burn. No way. Welcome to the Real Talk Podcast from Real FM. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Real Talk. I am Anson. And I'm Isaac. I'm Kara. There we go. We did it. it <laughs> was a little, little hesitation there. Wasn't <laughs> quite as smooth as past weeks. A little sleepy today. But we got it done. Yes. With your guys' permission, I'm going to skip over the whole leave us reviews, listen, subscribe spiel that we normally do. Sounds good. And that most podcasters normally do. You've already heard us say that four times. You know what to do. You don't need to hear us say it a fifth time. So <laughs> if you like us, if you're still listening, you've probably done that by now. So yes, thank you. Let's just skip over that and get straight into what we're into this week. How does that sound? Sounds great. I'm okay with it. So this week I am into this thing called Unsplash.com that Isaac introduced me to. It is a stock photo website that actually has really cool stock photos. And the reason that I need stock photos, here we go is because I've been looking for the perfect phone background for like mm, uh -huh. a couple of days and it's been driving me nuts. And I'm like, I don't like any of these. I need a cool <laughs> photo. I'm really into aesthetics. And so I literally spent probably an hour on this site yesterday, <laughs> yep. downloading pictures and then putting them into like a little filter to make them iPhone sized. Mm -hmm. So I have a whole set of custom backgrounds now saved on nice. my phone from these beautiful photos on unsplash.com. Did I, you find the perfect one? Did you well, find let your, me show you match. what's on it right now. I have many ones, but this one currently is my favorite. Can we share this as a as an extra content piece? Sure. On yeah, it is a picture. It would be a cat of a fluffy kitty on a very very fluffy pillow. And Somehow I'm not. Are you not surprised? Yeah. surprised. I know it's very cliched, but he just looks so calm and peaceful. And every time I see him, I'm like, ah, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> you know, our big idea for this week is talking about iPhone versus Android. You're right. So this is pretty relevant to that conversation. Yes. But, you know, as an Android user, I actually have this cool app that makes my background automatically change every oh, 24 hours. Okay. That's... And it automatically kind of blurs and darkens it a little bit so you can see your icons on top of what? it. And then you can tap it and make it clear and actually see the image. So well, okay. that's pretty cool. <laughs> I had a background not that on I'm my... trying to prove my superiority no, or not anything. At all. That's actually kind of cool because I had a background on my iPhone that was all white at one point uh -huh. and I couldn't see the names for any of my folders. Yes. Yep. It drove me crazy. Mm -hmm. That is annoying. So That's cool. Just yeah. saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. You Didn't win. Didn't mean to steal your thunder. <laughs> Those royalty-free stock photo websites, though, are actually really they nice. They are cool. Yeah. And this For one a variety especially... of uses, whether it's your phone background exactly. or like Isaac, you're doing social media. Or... That's right. They're amazing. Yes. I love so pretty. It's very cool. I am into smartwatch shopping this week. So I was given a Fitbit. It's a smartwatch, but I'm health conscious, but I really don't like to get updates on how unhealthy I've been all day. Like, I don't like to look at my wrist and go, yes. wow, I've walked 10 paces today. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm the worst pirate ever walking. <laughs> I was going to say, is that what they call it? Paces? paces. <laughs> I feel like it was it's steps, right? Like, I, I chose paces. I'm not sure why. Yesterday was National Talk Like a Pirate Day, I it think. It was. So, so that's a perfect Some remedial pirate. <laughs> paces. Pirate talk. Walk yeah, the plank. <laughs> I've been smartwatch shopping. Pebble, Fitbit, and Apple Watch. I've been 
been sort of weighing the pros oh, and cons. Those are three, three nice. options. Those are my three options here. I decided to actually go with a pebble because I can get one used for like 30 bucks. Oh, okay. And, uh, That's pretty good. As loyal as I am for Apple, I know that their accessories are always super overpriced. Yeah. Yes. So how much is an Apple watch? Um, Near 300, 350. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot to spend on a watch. That's so a, yeah. I've never heard of a pebble. What is that? It's like a sort of dumbed down smartwatch. So basically, oh. the display is sort of like the Kindle displays. It's oh, like got that okay. papery kind of look. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the batteries last super long. This one has a supposed seven day battery life. Sweet. So that's nice. Fingers crossed. I'm really excited. Cool. What we are the a- downsides, if any, of a pebble compared to an Apple watch? The Apple watch is probably more integrated to iPhones and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I generally go like a really nice iPhone and then sort of dumbed down accessories with it yeah. just because gotcha. like it's my wrist. I don't need it to be. Yeah. You know. Well, that's kind of what I'm thinking when it comes to, you know, a phone, you buy a phone and the battery starts to not be as good yeah. within a year or two. They really don't last that long. If you're going to spend 300 bucks on a watch, it would be nice for that watch to last a long time. Exactly. Yeah, no and kidding. I would have questions about like an Apple watch's durability, mm-hmm. like battery wise over the course of several years. Yeah. Think about the kind of watch you could buy for three. Like a, yeah, you could like buy a, a really nice really analog, nice watch. analog yeah, sure. watch. I'm yeah. like, ooh. <laughs> but what sold me on the Pebble watch is we have a student that works here at the station and he showed me that he had the Nyan Cat, Nyan Cat, the <laughs> internet cat. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. You can get that as a wallpaper. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I ordered that's... one five minutes after I saw it. <laughs> That was it. You're done. (laughs) That's the decision factor. (laughs) That's fantastic. Well, what I am into this week, I'm cheating just a little bit because it's more like what I was into this week. Uh And now I'm aggressively not into it. (laughs) Oh, no. So Uh, here's the deal. My sports ball team, as Kara would put it. Yes, that's my. (laughs) uh, Is the Kansas State Wildcats. I'm originally from Kansas. Uh I'm pretty into K-State sports, both basketball and football in particular. I know you guys aren't necessarily big major sports fans, so I'll kind of set the scene for you. Okay. Okay. In college football this year, K-State's football team was supposed to be pretty good. Uh So they were ranked in the top 25 rankings going into the season. And so they played their first two games of the season. And a lot of teams in college football play kind of cupcake teams early on in the season. (laughs) And they won by like 55 points each game. I mean, just totally dominated the competition. Right. So everyone uh, in the K-State fandom is pretty excited, thinking like, all right, K-State's going to be pretty good this year. Uh We're pretty excited. And now it's time for the first big test of the season, right? So they're going to go play a team called Vanderbilt, which plays in a conference called the SEC, which is where Mm. the Arkansas Razorbacks play, by the way. The SEC is generally known as kind of one of the bigger, best conferences in the country. Uh Vanderbilt is not necessarily one of the top teams in that conference, but they're supposed to be pretty decent this year, too. Yeah. So K-State's going to go play at Vanderbilt, so it's an away game, so that makes it a little tougher, and it's supposed to be a pretty good test, but K-State's favored to win by a few points. They're supposed to win this game, but it's a much tougher opponent than they've played. So they played on Saturday night, so I got all psyched up. I got my drink, (laughs) I got my my snacks, planted myself on the couch, got the TV going. I'm in full-out sports fan mode, screaming (laughs) at my TV and stuff. Long story short, K-State loses the game. No. 14 to 7. Oh, snap. And it was a pretty ugly game. (laughs) There were several pretty bad calls by the refs in the game, including one point where K-State returned a fumble for a touchdown, which would have tied or even won them the game. Oh, dear. But it got called back because on instant replay, they reviewed it and decided that the guy's knee was down before he dropped the ball. Now they're doing this big review after the game because on the instant replay, nobody, including the announcers, could actually see that that was the case. Uh So they think the refs actually made a mistake and that shouldn't have happened. So K-State fans are all super bitter about it. (laughs) 
including myself. And you can you can ask my wife about this. I literally like spiraled into depression I believe oh on Saturday gosh, night yeah. over the result of this game. Like I take this. I, Very I know it's a game, but I cannot even help myself. You're just a little competitive. This happened you? and I just, yeah, I lost it. I didn't speak for the rest of the night. <laughs> like, the next day I'm already like, Poor I can't even handle it. So I was really into K-State's football season and now I'm like, never going to watch another game. I'm super <laughs> mad. I'm super, like, super bitter stupid. about it. Yeah. I'll probably be sitting there watching the next game next weekend. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh. I'm in a little bit of a depression, a little bit of a funk right now because my, my team lost. You're so. not mad. You? You're just disappointed. There you go. That's, right. That's the proper terminology. <laughs> now for confession session where we confess our deepest darkest secrets for some reason not sure why we do that but (laughs) we do because it's good for you so this week i have been thinking a lot about this thing called retail therapy women throw around this terminology a lot as kind of a joke like oh you're having a bad day a bad week you need some retail therapy normally I am 110% on board with that. And that is the problem I'm discovering. (laughs) I had kind of a rough week last week and just some up and down moments was feeling kind of emotional. I found myself recognizing, man, Kara, you are using stuff and uh, retail therapy as an emotional bandaid a lot these days. Mm. And it was just kind of a unsettling realization. And I really struggle with this because I struggle with guilt anyway, so I have this hard time finding a balance between can I shop for something and actually get something and enjoy it? Is that okay? So there's that end of the spectrum and not feel guilty about it. Mm -hmm. But then there's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum of just I'm having a bad day. I'm going to go buy a new pair of jeans that I don't need. You know that. And so I was actually reading a book this weekend by Erin Lochner called Chasing Slow. And she was talking a little bit about this phenomenon in her own life and how something came up with her and it was kind of like she had a deep inner wound in relation to her identity. And she said, I try to mask my imperfections in a hundred ways. First, I feel sorry for myself. I feel exposed. I feel bare. I feel like I don't have any protective layers. There's nowhere to hide. Then the next thing I do is I go and buy new jeans. (laughs) She says, forget minimalism. I think maybe a plus sign is just what I need to feel better. And so many times I do this and I really struggle with it. It's a daily, I mean, more recently I've felt it like a daily struggle. I don't know. I'm just kind of trying to find the balance between enjoying good gifts and being okay with that and also using self-control. Yeah. And it's funny to me. I think there are certain things that we struggle with that as a society we take really seriously. Yeah. Then I feel like there are other things where we kind of just make fun of them yes. or we make jokes out of it right? when it actually can be a serious thing. Right. Can, and this yeah. strikes me as one of those things where yeah. at least I feel like that's something that I hear a lot of women joke about a lot, yes. this idea of retail therapy and, oh, it's funny. And we kind of just right, make light of yeah. it. And I kind of wonder if we don't tend to make light of the things that we struggle with yeah. a lot because yeah. yes. we're like, well, I don't really know how to beat that or deal, deal with, with that. It, yeah. And so the way to feel the most comfortable about it is just to make fun of it yeah. or pretend like it's kind of a joke exactly. or pretend like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. I think it's probably true. And maybe to be honest, sometimes to make ourselves feel a little better about it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm saying. Is <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of a coping mechanism in some ways, probably it kind of is as a member of the female race. I, <laughs> I think a lot of us struggle with this and just don't know how to recognize it always. And mm. when we do, 
recognize it, what to do with it. Does that mean now I can't ever buy a new pair of boots or a new shirt? How do I know which is which? And I think a lot of it comes back to this invisible what's going on in my heart and just checking in before you go out and spend all the money at Target. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's important, but it's also really, really hard. And now it's time for the weekly review where we take experiences, things, basically anything we can rate on a, we, we agreed to one to five, right? Yeah, I think that's yes. the scale, the official Real Talk scale. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this week, I am learning how to cook. Ooh. Uh, it is a interesting experience because I am not the best cook right now. Me learning how to cook consists of Googling quick recipes to make for breakfast. Ooh, I stayed okay. behind a little bit later this morning, cooked some eggs and made Yay. them like eggs burritos, breakfast burritos. There you go. Those are the best. Good call. Yeah. I have learned that my current approach to cooking is just adding a bunch of spice to stuff. Yeah. So I have like <laughs> cayenne. Not a bad strategy, actually. Yeah. Some yeah. red pepper. I just throw that in. Yeah. I stir yeah. it. Yeah. And then that's what I eat. <laughs> that works. <laughs> how's, so how's it going for you so far? Are you um, liking what you're making? I am liking it. My wife is not a huge fan <laughs> of ultra spicy things uh, right at okay. seven in the morning. But oh, yeah. yeah, it's one of those things that I've really wanted wanted to do for a long time. And I'm kind of right in the stage of life where it's going, let's try to pick up some new skills. You know, yeah. you're, good for you. you're trying to learn some new things. So that's awesome. I'm learning how to cook right now. That's good. Good for you. I love cooking. I yeah. was kind of given that love, I think, by my mom, because my mom was a caterer. Yeah. So she was a professional cook, basically, that's cool. and taught me some things. As a high school boy, I don't know that I was really that into cooking. Sure. But once I got married, mm-hmm. I really started to feel like, you know what? This is actually kind of fun. I enjoy yeah. this. That's and cool. The other part of it is most people who feel like they can't cook don't realize that cooking actually, in my opinion, isn't as difficult as sometimes it seems. Yeah, that's totally me. Like, it really seems intimidating. And then once you kind of get into it and start trying some recipes, you realize to make something that is truly inedible or really, really bad (laughs) is actually pretty rare. Like, you kind of have to try to really ruin something. (laughs) It's funny. You can can learn how to make things better, but it's not that hard to make something decent if you just give it a try. Most of the challenge of cooking for me is just the preparation and just thinking about it. I have to think about it. I have to buy the right things. I have to prepare and I have to make time to do it. I think right. that's the most difficult Getting part. Getting psyched up to do it. Right. Kind of, but yeah. then once I'm doing it, I'm like, I really like this. Why, why don't I do this more yeah. often? Yeah. So I think that's the thing for me. I think the longest time, like I was worried that the entry level point is just so far above my current oh, skill level. Yeah. I was like, I can yeah. do cereal and pizza. <laughs> those are my two staples. Yeah. Seriously, through college, I didn't cook for myself. Like yeah. I just sort of got by somehow. I don't remember what I ate, but it wasn't <laughs> behind me. So what are your like go? two recipes that you've learned so far. You've got breakfast burritos. Right. Breakfast burrito. That's That's a good one. That's a good breakfast variant. That's kind of my sweet spot where you're starting. I can do like breakfast biscuits and breakfast burritos, stuff like that. That's good. And I've learned that Mexican food is also good. Mm. Sort of like I can put this on the stovetop and cook it. I can chop this and make it hot. (laughs) So learning to cook, I'm going to give it four stars because I know someone is listening to this going, I cannot cook. There's no way (laughs) you can. We have the internet. There's recipes for everything, right? (laughs) I can do it. You can do it. Four stars learning how to cook. Okay, it's time for the real life boss level. And this is the thing that uh, maybe we're a little intimidated by uh, during the current week, something that we've kind of got to power through a little bit, just like in the old school video games. And this week, uh, the thing for me is financial planning. 
Exactly. I knew this was an exciting, compelling topic yeah. when I picked it. <laughs> Anyone that knows me knows that I actually do kind of get into this a you little bit. You do. Yeah. Uh, budgeting, things like this is something that I'm really passionate about, yeah. actually, because I do feel like it's something that we don't have a lot of education on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like what you were talking about, Isaac, with learning to cook. It's one of those mm-hmm. things where we don't necessarily learn how to do this in right. school, but it's a life skill that I think actually becomes pretty important. Learning how to budget, all of those things. It sounds really scary. But again, when you kind of get into it, you learn a little bit about how it works. You find maybe it's not quite as intimidating Mm -hmm. as you thought it was. It's not quite as constricting or unfun as you might think it might be. Mm -hmm. And in the end, it is really beneficial, too. There's a lot of payoff. But I will say this week I had my annual review with my uncle, actually, who is a financial planner. And he kind of helps me out with some of the investing side of financial stuff. Because I'm really good at budgeting and the basics. But when it comes to investing, I start to feel like I get a little Uh, in over my head. And that's why this is my real life boss level for this week because I start talking to him on the phone and he starts throwing around all these terms talking about stocks and bonds and shares and putting money into equities versus this and what does our risk profile look like and how should we build the portfolio and the new fiduciary laws and stuff and I'm going like you are using a lot of words (laughs) with a lot of syllables that I don't and I'm not quite sure can we step back for just a second or can you hold on for a minute while I look that up in my dictionary to make sure that I'm keeping up with what's going on right now. It gets a little bit tricky. And then he's like asking me to make decisions. He's like, all right, so on your second daughter's custodial account, you know, we need to decide whether we want to make our initial investment into kind of an 80-20 split based on your, you know, your risk assessment or whether you'd rather go a little bit uh, higher growth and maybe attack this (laughs) with going straight into a tech fund or something. I literally do not understand the word you just said. (laughs) That's the scary thing, Kara. I don't understand the word I just said. terrifying to and me. I feel like for most people and you can tell me if this is you like we were told okay saving money is good yes and then that's the end like <laughs> right. you get money saving good and, you, you, and then you what? put it somewhere and then that's a good thing yeah. we're never told hey when you're 25 and up you should start investing in an IRA what exactly like, exactly so that? I spent I don't know how much time this week looking up the differences in like college savings plans yeah. for oh, my daughters. Right. Wow. So there's like these plans that are called custodial plans, yeah. or then there's these things called five twenty nines. Anything that's called a number yes. as its name is scary to me. Yes. Like a five twenty nine. What is that? <laughs> so yeah, I've been learning about all this stuff and it's important to learn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, right. It's kind of like the cooking thing, except for maybe even on steroids. I don't yeah. know. Cause you don't yeah. get to eat a tasty meal exactly. afterwards, but it's so important. <laughs> Important because we're talking about saving for retirement and sure. saving for yeah. my kids' college and stuff. I've talked to my parents who have done a lot of financial counseling with people who are approaching retirement age and are suddenly mm. going, oh, wait, we didn't do any of that. Right Now what right. do we do? It mm. gets kind of scary when you think about it. So it's something that is important to dive into. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to beat it. I'm ready to fight <laughs> this boss. I want to take it on. You can do it. But uh, I'd be lying if I didn't say it was a little bit intimidating. <laughs> Thank you. 
if you've listened to several episodes of Real Talk so far, you know that for the big idea, a lot of times we kind of like to get into a topic that dives a little bit deeper on something that is pretty important, kind of a weighty issue, maybe mm-hmm. something like that. But we also like to take an episode every now and then to kind of back off and just talk about something a little bit lighter. <laughs> That's kind of what we're feeling this week, because this week the new iPhones were announced. Yes. So we've got the iPhone 8 the iPhone 8 Plus and the iPhone 10, which right. we'll get to the fact that there are like two different numbers of iPhones being released <laughs> at the same time in just a moment. We also have quite a few Android phones that have come out this year. We've had the Galaxy S8, which is the flagship phone for mm-hmm. Samsung that came out earlier this year. And there were actually just some new leaks on the new Google phones that are coming oh. out probably next month in just a, a couple of weeks on October 4th, I believe it is. That's They're fun. called the Pixel phones. So we kind of thought, you know what? Uh, maybe we should just talk about phones because yeah. <laughs> it's something that we actually spend an inordinate amount of time on right. in our lives right. thinking about. That's true. It's kind of sad, probably, how much yeah. we actually think and talk about and use our phones. Probably. But they're like a critical part of yeah, life now and just functioning in the world. Yes. So we have a couple different backgrounds represented among the three of us. Isaac, how would you define kind of your approach to phones? You're an Apple guy, right? I'm an Apple guy, and I'm also kind of a function over form guy at the same time, so it's a little difficult, but I have been loyal (laughs) to Apple since I had my 3GS back in 2009. Okay. Wow. Loyal Apple guy. you're an Apple OG. Apple OG. (laughs) I was Apple before we had those selfie cameras. (laughs) There you go. Such a long time Okay, so you're kind of a tech guy. You have some tech literacy Mm -hmm. and you're an Apple guy. Kara, how would you describe yourself? I have an iPhone and it's pretty (laughs) (laughs) basically. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I like it. It's easy. It works. I'm an artist. I like aesthetically pleasing things Uh and it does everything I need it to. And I don't really care about the rest. Okay. There you go. (laughs) And you guys both have Macs sitting here too. That's true. I can see your glowy apples over there. Yeah. So you guys are both pretty committed. It sounds like to Apple. Yeah, for the most part. I would say so. Yeah. Like I love the Apple layout, like all of the user interface when I'm on Windows screens and just Windows computers in general, I don't feel right. Like it just doesn't feel good. (laughs) What is happening? I use Mac hotkeys for everything. It just doesn't (laughs) work. It's It's funny. There you go. I am representing the opposing view then Mm -hmm. here. I am a man alone as uh, an Android connoisseur. I have never owned an Apple product. Wow. Except, no, that's not true. I have owned an iPod. Okay, I owned yeah. one of the iPod. click wheel iPods back in the nice. early 2000s nice. because Zune, let's not even get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Apple clearly won the iPod era. That's true. Um, they were the iPod era. But since then, I've never owned an Apple phone. I've only owned Android phones. I owned an HTC Incredible, which was the first smartphone that I owned, which I'm sure you guys have never even heard of. Yep. And then uh, <laughs> let's see, what did I own after that? Since then, I've owned Google phones. Aww. So I owned a Galaxy Nexus phone, which is what that one was called. Yep. And then I owned a Nexus 5. Mm-hmm. And then now I have a Nexus 6P is what they're called. Wow. So the Nexus phones are the Google line of phones before they renamed them. Now they're called oh, pixels. Okay. Yeah. But those are basically Google's phones. They're kind of the flagship Android phone. Nice. Uh, okay. So those are what I've owned. And then I've always had PCs uh, when it comes uh, to a yeah. computer. I've never owned a Mac computer either. So we've got some differing viewpoints. Yes. We'll dive into those a bit here. Let's start with the iPhones, though, because that's the big news that came out this week. Yes. Is there are new iPhones, the iPhone 8 and the iPhone 8 Plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then the iPhone 10. So 
What did you guys see in the news about the new iPhones and what were your impressions of them? I've been looking at the iPhone 10 for a while. I was even calling it the iPhone X before it was said out loud by <laughs> Apple. Yeah, I, that's what that's I what thought I it was. Yeah. But apparently that's not what it is. Yeah. So I anxiously watched the Apple keynote talking about the new phones coming out. And there's something that feels familiar and just great with iPhones. It's back to that user interface that I talked about. Like, uh, it's mm-hmm. just familiar. I've used it for the last eight years. Right. Yeah. And whenever a new one comes out, I'm always excited to see what it looks like, what they've done a little bit differently. And the iPhone 10 is really cool because I'm someone who likes a more minimal design anyway. They've taken away pretty much everything on the front. They've ditched the home button. It's all just kind of one big OLED screen, which is pretty cool. It's like a super retina display. So mm-hmm. they're really pushing the whole like, you can see colors better than your eyes can see colors. <laughs> you're going right? to need new eyes to see the phone. <laughs> like, But it's really cool. Like It's a sleek design. And of course, it's Apple. So it right, looks yeah. like it's from the future. Exactly. But. Yeah. yeah, but I'm really excited about that. Like no home button. It has like a face ID camera on it. So you can just look at the thing and it comes on for you, which is really cool. I so Kara, it fancy. sounds like you're maybe not the kind of person that's actually sitting there watching the keynotes. Uh, no, I admit I was excited that the new ones came out because my phone we talked about on a previous episode was dying. Right. And yes. so I was like everyone when I would tell them my phone's dying, they'd be like, well, you have to wait until the eight comes out. You can't go get a new phone now. That's just not OK. Right. And I'd uh-huh. be like, OK, fine. So I've been waiting with my phone not working for a couple of months. So the eight came out. I knew it came out, but I didn't actually watch the keynote. In fact, I was like, oh, did that happen? And then I made Anson tell me what they said. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go. So that's how I experienced updates. But then we spent that afternoon comparing and contrasting the new ones and old ones. And I mean, to me, I looked at the new ones and I was like, okay, cool. But also a thousand dollars for the 10 and for the eight, not a lot less, a little bit less. Yeah. What does it start at? Like 650, uh, I think, for the cheapest version. Or is it 750 now? It's around seven. Yeah. 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 But that always comes with like some sort of plan with your provider. So they can chop that down. It does. But my current. It's still like 30 bucks a month, though. Exactly. And my current phone, I (laughs) don't have that. And so I was like, that's adding 30 bucks a month. So for me, I was like, it's exciting and all those tech things are cool, but I don't really feel like I'll use all of those. Yeah. I don't feel like for me, it's worth that price tag. So the iPhone 10 for you, Isaac, a buy or a not buy? I think that I started out as a hard not buy just because I originally said a thousand dollars is ridiculous for a phone. How are they going to get me? (laughs) And then turned. Then I've been looking at it more and I'm like, you know, if I start saving $20 here, $20, $20 a year, there. is that what you said? No, $20 oh. a year, $20 there. Like, you're going to be able to buy one in like 2030. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, the sort of gimmicky things that Apple does to get everyone on board, mm-hmm. like the animate your own emoji with your face, <laughs> yeah. yes. stuff like that. I'm like, okay, that's, you're almost insulting me here. Yeah, offering me. Yeah, what on. I like is the new processor with it, the A11, which is kind of cool. It's basically like a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Everything opens quicker. I have a 6S Plus right now and it took a millisecond longer to open up one of my apps today <laughs> so annoying and i'm just sitting there like you piece of garbage like, <laughs> i'm very oh, finicky about all of it so uh, when they're telling me everything is way faster i'm all about trying to optimize things and make things quicker yeah and when they're telling me this is twice as fast as this phone i'm like okay maybe it's worth- and see i'm like i just bought a new 6s plus refurbished because my six was dying and I'm like, it's so fast. Like, yeah. So to me, this is an upgrade. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need the fastest stuff sure. fast because yeah. just the slightly faster one is fine. Makes for me. sense. So as an Android person watching the 
Apple keynote, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I did watch it still. And I usually do because I'm still interested in tech, yeah, whether yeah, it's sure. my platform or the other platform. The one thing that I like about Apple releasing new phones is that it kind of does drive other manufacturers forward. Yes. So I think competition between manufacturers where lots of different people are creating good products is good for everybody because yeah. mm-hmm. it forces everybody to kind of be on their game. But there are a couple things in particular that tend to really bug me when I watch <laughs> Apple keynotes or Apple product releases. Um, uh-huh. Okay. The first one is the marketing terms. For example, retina display. <laughs> like Android manufacturers just say high resolution displays. Yep. <laughs> Apple has to come up with some sort of name word. for it. <laughs> yeah. Or like the uh, the perfect example of this this year is their new processor. So in the past they named them very like tech type names like the A7, the A8, the mm-hmm, A9. Yeah. Well, then they realized last year that nobody cares about something that's called an A10 right? <laughs> because no one knows what that means. But if we call it the A10 Fusion. Okay. So you, they literally Tom Haverford the thing and we're like, yes, Look, it's they to do. dazzle. Yes, <laughs> exactly. They're like the A10 Fusion chip. Or then this year they call it the A11 Bionic. <laughs> I was reading that there, yeah. Yeah, they're like, what what is a bionic processor? What does that that even mean? And they asked them, and they're like, well, people don't care when we just call it the A11. (laughs) But when we call it A11 bionic, all of a sudden that sounds super cool. So that kind of annoys me because I'm like, that doesn't mean Mean anything. anything. And then all of the like tech journalists, when they're writing reviews of it, they all get suckered into it. And they're like, the new A11 bionic chip. And I'm like, shut (laughs) up. Like, it's not bionic. That doesn't even mean anything. You know what you're talking about. So that one kind of bugs me. And then the the other thing, I'll admit it, Android users have a bit of an inferiority complex. <laughs> the other part of this that bothers us is when Apple does this thing where they introduce something on stage and act like they invented it. Uh-huh. So, for example, there's this great new feature on the iPhone this year. Wireless charging. All right. <laughs> you can take your phone and you can set it on a wireless charging mat mm-hmm. and it'll charge without actually having to physically plug it into Ooh. something. Pretty cool, right? right? Which for the record, I was excited about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I am on a Nexus 6P right now. My phone before this one that I bought, I bought this phone two years ago. Oh, okay? wow. The phone before this one, which I bought four years ago. <laughs> had wireless charging oh, in it. No way. Four years ago, I have a charging pad on my nightstand that I used. <laughs> that is... I don't even really use it anymore because it's kind of old news. Four <laughs> years ago, I used it with my Nexus 5. And all the Apple people are, ooh. And here's Apple standing up there with their black turtlenecks and their jeans going, <laughs> check out this amazing new feature. <laughs> no, you didn't make that. <laughs> That is old news. It's the internet. You made so, that. I made that. Exactly. That's the part that kind of bothers me. The other part of it is the iPhone 10, right? It has this new bezel-less mm-hmm. design, which right. is pretty cool, but this is not new either. No. There's an Android phone called the Essential Phone that looks very much similar to this. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the little notch thing at the top of the iPhone 10 that, mm-hmm. that kind of cuts into the screen mm-hmm. that goes most of the way across it on the Essential Phone, it's literally only for one little camera. Oh, so wow. it covers up much less of the screen than the iPhone hey. does, in fact. That's funny. There's a Huawei phone, which you guys probably don't even know what Huawei is. I it's, do a, not. it's a manufacturer out of China that makes Android phones. They have a phone.
phone that has a bezel-less design like this huh. as well. And then Samsung has a phone that goes edge to edge on the sides and has very small bezels on the top and okay. bottom. Some people are saying that design actually may be better than the notch design yeah. on the iPhone because it kind of cuts into the screen. Yeah, Where on yeah. Samsung's, it doesn't actually cut into the screen. So the bezel-less huh. thing is not completely new either. But the one thing that I will say about Apple is when they do it, it goes mainstream. Yeah. And everybody knows that it's a thing and it popularizes it for everybody. Right. So let's get into this. At its core, what is the primary reason that you have used Apple products and you keep going back to Apple products? I think it's the sense of like familiarity. Like since I've navigated through an iPhone for the last eight years, when I get a new model of it, I don't have to sit there and relearn something. Mm, like, yeah, that's true. It's generally within my price range. And granted, it's like a half hour hassle to learn something new, but it's just I have so much going on that. Mm -hmm. OK, this is the better version of what I had. Right. Right. You know, two years ago, I can just pop in. Everything feels the same. Yeah. I don't have to worry about relearning how to that's... drag and drop apps <laughs> or figure out something else. But that's a good point. I think for me, it all comes back to like, it's just really pretty and it's well designed and mostly user friendly and it just works. It's pretty. It's fairly simple. Like Isaac said, I'm familiar with it. It works. Yeah. And it integrates with my computer and I'm just okay cool that works I think that is a big part of it you kind of get locked into like you a do. system I an ecosystem probably no matter which one it yeah, is they it's just... difficult at that point to be motivated to change yeah for yeah. almost any reason I it's like what true. you said like it integrates with your computer I love that like that's, I can swap yeah. things back and forth between my Mac and my iPhone and that just feels nice oh, see as an Android user I'm just so like good. no <laughs> Apple has been so bad at that though they've that's required funny. for so long you to plug your phone into your computer mm. to sync it with iTunes yeah. And all that yeah, junk that yeah. they finally now done away with. Literally, I bought a new Android phone, okay? And I have my old Android phone. I took the two phones, I touched them together back to back, <laughs> oh and gosh. automatically everything from the old phone is exactly the way that it was. Okay, that is pretty now cool. on the new phone. That is pretty cool. Not gonna lie. And see, I, I think so many people <laughs> don't even realize that that but kind of stuff exists yeah. on yeah. the other platform because you don't even look outside of the platform that's that you're true. on. Because well, we're comfortable with yeah, this one, we're yeah. like, I'm so used to it. I and can't I, imagine. I did knock Apple a little bit for their new iOS 11 update because they were like, we have the Files app. You can access files from anywhere. <laughs> And they were like, wow. Google Drive is here with the files. And I'm like, Ooh. I've had a Google Drive app for like the last yeah. four years. It's I don't so need funny. that. So here's the big thing that I think Android is winning on. OK, I will totally give you Apple has always had beautiful hardware mm -hmm. and yeah. the like hardware software. The way that it fits together is is really good because mm -hmm. the problem with Android is you have Google who makes the software, mm -hmm. these other manufacturers that make the hardware, and then they have to kind of marry mm -hmm. the two together yeah. on the Apple side. It's all one thing. Hmm. But where Google, in my view, is winning big time is in software services, hmm. because hmm. a lot of people who are even on Apple devices would rather use Google services, That's things like Google Drive yes. or Google Photos or Google Maps compared to Apple's versions of those You're things. Not wrong. In my opinion, Google's are just objectively better. They are. Google That's Maps true. is better than Apple Maps, period, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we all Google, have those apps yeah, on our iPhones. Exactly. Like, Google yeah. Drive, in my yeah. opinion, is better than yeah. almost any other file storage solution. Yeah. Yeah. Google Photos is yes. like the best oh thing ever. Gosh. Do you guys both yes. use it? I've yes. got my family using Google Photos now because okay. my mom kept asking me to like help her clear her phone and I'm like, oh, no. they'll go to this place. <laughs> 
forever in magical Google Place. <laughs> and it's unlived for all eternity. And it's unlimited. That's, it is. It's amazing. I had to reread that three Ten times. times yeah. I was like, yeah. no, this is free and it's forever. This yes. is okay. The things that Apple does do well, say like iMessage, mm-hmm. that's like the one area where I feel like they're a little bit ahead of Google. Mm-hmm. But the frustrating thing is when you're talking about Apple services, if you don't have an Apple device, like yeah. you can't use it. Yeah. So iMessage is not available anywhere but on an Apple device. Right. Any of these Google services you can use anywhere. Right. You can use them on a PC. You can use them on a Mac. Right. On an iPhone or an Android phone. I love that approach. Mm-hmm. And I'm so frustrated by Apple locking people yeah. into things like iMessage. And then all the iMessage people complain yeah. that us Android people have green bubbles or whatever. I'm I was about to say, bubbles. take your complaint to Apple. <laughs> it's a like, little tell bit... them to let us use iMessage. That's yeah. true. The experience feels limited to talking to a Google phone from my phone because yes. all of these cool like keyboard emojis that I have, I can't use with you guys. Yeah, yeah that's true. Sad. But it's not our fault. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get at, you know? Don't be angry with me. Take uh, your fight to Apple. Yes. So it really blew my mind that Android has wireless chargers from like four years ago. <laughs> did you not I, know that? No, I legitimately didn't know that. <laughs> oh my goodness. I so, think I knew about, maybe like a couple years ago, I knew someone who had that. No, so when but, I was yeah. watching the keynote, I was like, wireless charge. This is revel. Someone needs to be more excited about this. <laughs> this is, and this is not like a new thing for Apple either. The same thing happened with waterproofing. Yeah, yeah. all of those kind of features were all things that started on Android phones yeah. before yeah. Apple eventually adopted them and made them their own. That's interesting. Yeah, and this is kind of cool. Like, I really actually like this experience because I have been brought up in the Apple bubble. Like, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not really as well rounded as you are. Where I've like gone to see what Android and Google are doing. Like, I have been brought up. Just, it's been messaged to me that. Okay, you have an iPhone. It's, it's a little bit better than everyone else's. Yeah. Uh, we have yes. invented all these great things okay, for well, you. As an Android person, I'm glad to know that that's not just something that exists from my perspective. Then. No, that's kind there of a messaging. There does seem to be a little bit of an underlying elitism, elitism. Yeah. to Apple yeah. products, but that's part of their brand. I it think. is. I mean, and that's why the prices are so high and they don't change and there's no sales. And it gives we're off. We're the most expensive because we're because the best. Because we're the best. And it, you right. know you want to buy the right. best. Right. And it gives that impression. It's almost like self perpetuating because you try to convince yourself yeah. that I'm not a fool for spending $650 on right. this phone. Like, right. this is a better phone, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I think a lot of the reason that I'm on Android is because of my personality. I'm a naturally extremely cynical person. Yeah. And so when someone comes and tells me, like, you want this because this is the best, this is the best one, they could be telling the truth and I'd be like no I want the other <laughs> like, one I want I want the worst <laughs> then because I'm not gonna be bullied by uh, you telling me what I want like I awesome. want what I want and so I'm gonna go the opposite direction yeah and honestly I think that's the reason originally why I picked Android that's interesting early on in Android's life cycle I'm talking back in like 2009 2010 mm-hmm. 2011 in that era Apple was in my opinion objectively better than Android phones hmm. like iPhones were just clearly better phones yeah. and Android was not as good of an experience hmm. over time. Android has caught up and in my opinion, in some ways exceeded and passed Apple, hmm. but the, the perception kind of battle uh, had already been played out. Apple already established themselves as the elite yes, brand, yes. right? Android is forever. I think going to be relegated to second tier status, which is too bad. Uh, really makes sense. I just don't think I thought about it that hard. Like I didn't get my first smartphone until well past college. Yeah. And I, that was just a big deal alone by itself for me. Sure. And everybody I knew just had iPhones. So I was like, why not get right. the iPhone? I just didn't even think about it yeah. that hard. So the so other you- thing though, that I will say that impacted my decision making was mm-hmm. price. 
I bought this Google phone for three hundred and fifty dollars. That's okay. insane. Tell me that. <laughs> and, and it's a good phone. As it gets, oh, and so it's why I've funny. never bought a Mac too. Like Macs, mm-hmm. I think are great hardware. And and I actually a few years ago when I was looking at getting a new desktop computer, I looked yeah. at getting an iMac. I was like, I like Macs. I like Mac software. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really cool to get an iMac. And the price, I just it's, could not deal sure. with it. It's, it's going to cost me eighteen hundred dollars to get the specs that I want in this computer. Yeah, I could go build my own, which I know most people don't do that because I'm a nerd, but I I was like, I could go build my own PC for $1,400. It's like twice what I could get. And I just could not justify spending the money on it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. I mentioned that my journey right now into getting another smartwatch, I'm getting a pebble for 30 bucks. Yes. And I think that I'm dipping my toe outside of the Apple bubble. Starting to experiment. Yeah. yeah, Because I kind of do like you mentioned, like the scruffy underdog, Mm. they have all of these customizable faces for it. It's just (laughs) a little bit more free and open than Apple is Yeah, because they harbor stuff away. They do. Yeah. We'll find out. All right. I'll keep working on you, Isaac. Someday. (laughs) You might get me. All right. So it's time to talk about our on repeats this week. My on repeat is from Gavi and Janine Weigel. It's a new song called Diamonds. love this song. I've been listening to it literally on repeat, especially on the way to and from work, which is a lot of times where I get a good jamming song going. So I forget that I'm in traffic. This one I really like. And I actually pulled up the lyrics yesterday just to take a closer look at them. And now I love it even more. Musically, it's just a fun song to listen to. It's Mm -hmm. got a great beat. It's very fun to jam to. But also lyrically, I didn't actually realize what the lyrics were until I looked them up. I thought it was like a love song because it kind of has that feel and that's fine too but I was like oh this is even more hitting me where I am. Janine Weigel sings I may not wake up feeling flawless my emotions can be reckless you know I'm not perfect but I glow you say I'm worth it and then the chorus is about being cut like a diamond and I read the explanation from Gavi about this song and he said the song is about understanding that we all at some point have struggled with doubts. He explained sometimes we can find ourselves questioning our identities and our purpose, but we have to remember that the pressure and tough times we experience are simply ingredients to allow for our inner true beauty to shine. So that idea of the pressure and the cut of a diamond is actually what makes it Hmm. shine, what makes it beautiful. My on repeat this week is Let You Down by NF. joke that you can tell it's an NF song because it's sad piano music (laughs) and then like driving super fast lyrics. You're not wrong. That Um, is kind of the formula for an NF song. But really like this is one of those songs. I kind of cheat when I listen to rap songs. I go to Genius and look up the lyrics on. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's always cool to kind of get the story behind it. They talk about NF lamenting over his relationship with his father in the song Mm. and talks about how he didn't want to disappoint his dad. Mm. And uh, people have drawn like similarities between this and Got You On My Mind and wish you wouldn't. And basically he goes throughout this whole relationship. He says, feels like we're on edge right now. I wish that I could say I'm proud. I'm sorry that I let you down. We all have moments in our lives where we feel like we've not done as well as we could have feeling a little bit 
reflective mm-hmm. on what we've done and where we're at in our lives. And this is just one of those songs that forces you to kind of sit with that when you mm-hmm. need to. And I've just really, really been loving the song right now. My song that is on repeat this week is Parachute by Joshua Micah. Even if I run away, away, I know that you're there for me. So this isn't a new song. This is a song that came out last year, last summer, I believe. And Joshua Micah is a really fascinating story. So basically, Joshua made a name for himself singing on the mobile app Vine, which Mm -hmm. has since been discontinued. But he gained hundreds of thousands of fans singing just little ditties on Vine, got very popular. And then he signed a record deal several years ago when he was only 18 years old and it never really went anywhere, didn't have the success that he was hoping to have. And so he kind of thought, okay, this is just not going to happen for me. Mm -hmm. This is not my thing. But he said that he ended up working on kind of some new music with a producer friend of his and they put together this song called Parachute. He was not signed to a record label. He's a completely independent artist and he literally posted it on his Facebook page and to Twitter, to social media, and then literally Googled radio stations around the country and emailed them his song, which we work at a radio station. We've gotten music submissions. Normally that doesn't work. Let's just be honest. That isn't a strategy that normally pays off because most of the submissions, most radio stations get, they're like, this is not very good. Frankly, Parachute was really good and it got picked up by way of FM and wow. several other stations around the country got some attention from uh, the guys at Boost up in St. Louis yeah. and eventually became a number one song on the Billboard CHR chart from an unsigned independent artist which is pretty amazing. He met with several record labels after that and decided, you know what? I'm going to stay independent. I had a number one song as an independent artist. Maybe I can kind of keep it going. Wow. And so he made some new friends, got some new management help, uh, but he stayed an independent artist. He wrote a new song called Who Says, yes. uh, which we're playing on Real FM as well now. And that song actually, I think just last week, hit number one on the Billboard charts as well. Wow. So dude is having a lot of success as a completely yeah. independent artist. Uh, yeah. Really awesome story. Parachute is a great song, both lyrically and musically. Mm. It sounds like a number one hit. Yeah. And uh, it's been a song that even a year later, I still enjoy listening to on repeat. that is our show for this week thanks again for tuning in and for listening remember you can subscribe on itunes and stitcher and google play and yada 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 you will subscribe (laughs) on google play if you are an enlightened android user Uh, like me as we have discovered or on itunes if you just like pretty things that's right (laughs) we had a fun conversation today and uh, the good thing is even after arguing about iphone and android we're all still friends oh totally we can all go home put on our turtlenecks and our blue jeans (laughs) oh give me a break Thanks for listening to the Real Talk podcast from Real FM. Wake up with Isaac from 7 to 10 a.m. and catch Real Talk with Anson and Kara from 4 to 7 p.m. live every weekday on Real FM radio. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent or reflect the views of John Brown University, KLRC Radio, or Real FM.